We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. We're just going to do a little bit of Bible study tonight, if that's all right. And I want to just um, read uh, for you uh, just, just a few scriptures, and then I'm going to have you be seated, and I'll, I'll read some more. Uh, turn with me very quickly to the book of Exodus 23. Exodus 23, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 20. Exodus 23 and verse 20. This is the beginning of promises that God will make to the children of Israel. And he, he, he speaks to them openly, and this is what he tells them. He tells them beginning in verse 20, he says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. I'm going to read some more, but uh, let's just pray. Lord, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for this time of Bible study. I ask you tonight, Lord, speak to us through your word tonight. Encourage us, grow us, and mature us. Lord, teach us tonight through your word, and we'll be so careful to give you the praise and the glory. And someone shout in Jesus' name, amen, and you may be seated in his presence. Thank you for standing with us and worshiping with us tonight. Amen. Uh, tonight, I want to just talk to you a little bit on this subject, um, the tragedy of a forgotten promise. The tragedy of a forgotten promise. And I want you to follow along with me here. If you still have your Bibles out, you can follow along with me. And if you want to take some notes here, I, I think it will be pertinent because I want to I want to show you in um, this Exodus story um, what the Lord promised his people. And I know that um, tonight I, I don't really have a profound word for you tonight, um, but I do have a word. I want to encourage somebody tonight that if the Lord said it then, he means it now. And that God is always working um, the, the, the Bible tells us that, that we should be aware and that we should be diligent lest a promise, promise to us, we would miss that promise and that we would be aware that God is working and he, his promises are yea and amen. And he's never broken a promise and he never will. That if God said it once, uh, that's all it takes. Amen. Uh, when, when we read scriptures like out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established, that's not talking about God. Let me say that again. When we're reading the scripture, when it says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established, that's not saying that God, we need God to say a thing three times for us to believe God. No, that's, this is a, a human nature type setting. Out, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. When God says it, it is what it is. 
When God says it, you can take it to the bank. When God says it, it's over and done. Amen? I'm not going to preach tonight, I promise to you. Uh, but you can agree with me tonight that if God has ever spoke to you, he meant it as much then as he means it right now. And he means it right now as much as he meant it back then. For his promises are yea and amen, and he's never lost a battle, and he's never given up on a promise. And he, he has already told us that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. Amen. And so we read this in the book of Exodus. This is the Exodus of the children of Israel. Not only are they leaving Egypt, um, but they are going somewhere. When, when, when God is releasing them from the stronghold and from the imprisonment of Egypt, he's not only telling them, I'm setting you free, but he's also telling them, I'm bringing you into something. Because God never brings us out of a thing if he's not bringing us into a thing. Amen? God, listen, I want to say this to you. God's ultimate plan for you is not for you to be wandering in the wilderness. That, that's not, the children of Israel will make those mistakes and their own mistakes will lead them to walk around in circles for 40 years. But that was not God's will. Let me say that again. It was not God's will for them to just walk around in circles for 40 years. God's will for them was to leave Egypt and have a process through the wilderness where he would give them his law. He would also give them a way of approach. He would teach them how to approach him. This had never been done before. God was setting up a system of worship. This is what Moses would say to Pharaoh, God wants us to go into the wilderness and learn how to worship him. He's calling us to worship. And so here's the process that in God's mind, this is God's ultimate will for them. I'm bringing them out of the bondage they're in. I'm going to teach them how to have communion with me, tabernacle with me, and I'm going to bring them into the land that I promised Abraham over 600 years ago, I'm bringing them into the promised land. I already promised this land to them. I promised it to Abraham's seed. They are Abraham's seed. This isn't like, you know, we're, you know, we're coming to a brand new place. No, this is a place prepared. God has already given them this. This is theirs. It's every person in the land that is theirs. Every farm that is built, it's built for them. Every field that is plowed, it's plowed for them. Every seed that's been sown, it's been sown for them. God has had the enemy building their home for the last several hundred years. Are you with me? And it, it may look like the enemy has it, but no, the enemy is literally just setting it up for them. Every house built, their house. Every fence built, their fence. Every vineyard planted, their vineyard. Are you with me? It's all theirs. Every bit of it's theirs. And I'll show you this. Here's what he says to them. He says, if you do what I say, if, if, you, if, you, follow my, if you follow the leader that I have for you, and you listen to his voice, then you'll be listening to my voice. And if you do that, 
I'm going to be an enemy to your enemies. And I'm going to be an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel is going to go before you. And he's going to bring you, he's going to bring you unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites. This is verse 23 of, of, of chapter 23. And, and here he's, he's giving them the directions. He's telling them exactly what he's going to do. I'm going to bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. I'm going to bring you to them, and then I'm going to cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take away sickness from the midst of thee. Listen to his promises. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. There's going to be no women among you that are barren. And there's going to be no women among you that will miscarriage. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. That's what he's saying. There'll be no miscarriages. And there'll be no barren ladies in your land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. So, you know, everything's going to be good. And then I'm going to let you live to the fulfillment of life. If I promised man 120 years, all y'all going to live 120 years. That's what he's telling them. This is an unbelievable promise. I will send my fear before thee. They're going to be afraid of you before they ever see you. I'm, I'm giving them the news because I'm going to send the spirit of fear before you and I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. Watch this. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Listen to the promise. The promise is this. I'm going to drive them out, but I'm not going to drive them out in one year because the land will become desolate and the beasts of the field will multiply against thee. But little by little, I will drive them out from before thee until you will be increased and inherit the land. You're not going to have it overnight. This is why most of us can't stick with any promises God has given us. Because we don't want a promise. We want abracadabra could do. We want God to say, wave the magic wand and us have it all. But God said, that's not how I operate. My promises are never just poof. Come on now. God said, I'm never reaching into the magic hat and pulling out everything you need. I will give you what you need as you can handle it. You can't handle it all right now. Matter of fact, if I drove them all out in one year, then everything that they built, the land will eat it up before you're able to increase to the place where you can manage it. I'm going to let them stay in it long enough to manage it so that you can grow in order to manage it. My goodness. He said, I'm going to little by little, I'm going to drive them out little by little so you have the capacity to manage the land. And I will set thy bonds from the Red Sea even unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river, 
for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in thy land. Don't let them stay. Lest they make thee sin against me. If you let them stay, you will never influence them. They will only influence you. We're not going to run ours right here, I promise you. Here's what he said. He said, when you drive them out, don't let them stay. Don't feel sorry for them because they're going to wind up influencing you and you're not going to wind up influencing them. This is why a church that says, you know what, we're going to look like the world and be like the world so that we can influence the world is just insanity. That's, that's not Bible at all. And we're going to try to be as close to the world as we can be so that when we get them in here, we can bait and switch them. And be like, oh, we're really Christian. Surprise. Because they will always influence the church and the church will never influence them. He said, don't make no covenant. They cannot dwell in the land lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. These are the promises that God makes Israel. Here's what he tells them. He tells them every detail of this. Not only the land I'm going to give you, but I'm even going to, he's even giving them the names of the people that are in the land. <coughs> he's telling them, I'm going to drive them out little bit by little bit. It's going to be a process. It's not going to be overnight. You're not going to have everything in the first year. There's going to be a time of growing. <clears throat> All you've done for the last 450 years is make bricks. And, and I'm about to teach you how to sow and reap and build and process. You, 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 there is going to come a shifting because they didn't do that in Egypt. We know that because they didn't even know how to do that in the wilderness, we know that the only way they ate in Egypt is the Egyptians would give them flesh pots. That's how they ate. They didn't even understand. They didn't even understand these people who came from an agricultural place, from Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, have now totally forgot the agriculture mindset that they used to have. And they get into the wilderness and they can't even fend for themselves. God has to send them quail, manna, make rock, make water come from the rock. They don't even know how to survive anymore. They have been modernized. And God's saying, listen, as I bring you into the land, I'm going to bring you in little bit by little bit so you can increase. Not just in, in people, there's, there's three million of you. You can increase in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to show you how this happens. And we see all of this kind of play out in the book of Leviticus where God is giving even to the, to the minute detail, God is telling them how to do these things that he's encouraging them to do. He's telling them, I'm going to grow you. I'm going to mature you to the place where you can have this land. You can take back and you can become the people that I always intended you to be. So go with me now to the book of Numbers 13. Numbers 13, I'm going to begin in verse 27. Numbers 13, 27. In Numbers 13, beginning in verse 27, the men who went into Canaan land to spy out the land, 
These are spies. Now listen, God never told Moses to send spies. You're not going to find that. God never said, you know what, get, get 12 men and send them into the land to spy the land out. That's not what God said. God said, go, go inhabit the land. Go inherit the land. Go control the land. But, but Moses, because he's scared, he's like, you know what, maybe we should take a peek. Be careful trying to peek at God's promises. A lot of, listen, I'm going to just say this. A lot of us have not done what God has asked us to do because we peeked at the promise and we saw the difficulty that it was going to do, that it was going to be. We saw what it was going to cost us. We saw what we were going to have to lose. We saw the people that we were going to have to lose. We peeked at the promise. We didn't like what we saw, so we decided not to inherit it. Come on, I'm not, I'm not. Am I just losing my mind tonight? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. You, God spoke to you and said, you're going to do this. And you were like, oh, I'm so excited to do that. And then you realize, well, if I do that, I got to quit this. And if I do that, I got to quit her. And if I do that, I got to let him go. And if I do, and you peeked at the promise and you was like, nah, I don't really know if I want to do all that. This is what Moses did. He peeked at the promise when God never told him to peek at it. God said, just go in. Go in there. Inherit it. If you just walk in, Remember the promise? If you'll go in, I'm going to send everything before you. Before you get there, you're going to walk into empty cities. You're going to walk into empty farmhouses, empty fields, because I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to make them so afraid they're going to flee. If you understand what happened at Jericho, this is what happened. All the outlying cities of Jericho fled into Jericho, and they were all inside that walled city, terrified. That's how Joshua and the people were able to go into houses and eat the old corn of that land because they left it all. And they all ran, and they had been inside those walls for years, terrified of God's people. Jericho was in shambles because nobody was doing maintenance on the outside of the walls because they were terrified of what they had already heard. God, God was doing his part. But Moses wanted to peek at the promise. And in and, and, and doing so, watch, watch what they say. In Numbers 13, beginning of verse 27, they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely, surely, it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. I mean, they brought back fruit. They said, man, check it out. You were right. It is everything that God said it was. Nevertheless, this is what happens when you peek at the promise. Is you see all the goodness, but you also see everything else. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled. And very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. 
all of these names should sound familiar to you because these are the exact people that God told them in the book of Exodus that he was going to drive out. They should already know what God said about these people. They are literally repeating the names of the people that God said, don't worry about these people. I'm going to drive them out. I'm going to send fear before you. I'm going to fight your battle. Every enemy you have, that's my enemy now. Every, every adversary you have, that's my adversary now. Your enemies, my enemies. If they messing with you, they messing with me. I'm going to send hornets in there. I'm going to mess them up. And when, when you show up, it, they're not even going to be there no more. And I'm not going to drive them out all at once, but just little by little. The way you drive them out is you move forward. You, you don't got to draw a sword. You ain't got to draw a spear. The Lord's already going to show them. Listen, they're going to waste 40 years and get a rude awakening when they march around those walls of Jericho and realize we never had to swing a sword. We never had to throw a spear. We never had to shoot an arrow. Nothing. They was ready to make ladders and get grappling hooks to climb them walls. And God said, no, I promised you, you're not going to have to fight here. All you got to do is cross over Jordan. And as soon as your feet touch the ground, I'm going before you. Because my promises have already gone before you. And they literally named all the people that God had named in his promise. God named these people and said, I will fight them. They named these people as an excuse to not go in. And the Bible says in verse 30 that Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are able to overcome it. He was wrong too, I'm sorry to tell you. Caleb, you missed the promise as well. Because ain't no part of that promise said us or we or I. Caleb was wrong too. Because Caleb said, oh yeah, we are well able. Let us go up. That's not what God said in the promise. God said, I'm able. I'm going to go up. I'm going to defeat the people. But Caleb was still thinking, oh, we, we can do this. No, you can't do this. You were never supposed to do this. Your job was just to walk in. We can, hey, we got this. We got to be careful on both sides of the promise that we're not overly confident or overly protective of ourselves. There's a happy medium of people that say, you know what? It's not me on either side. I can't lose and I can't win. I can just obey. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, if I'm obeying God, I don't lose and I don't even win. I just obey. That's when people say, man, you got something going really good. Look at you. Man, how did you do all this? I don't even know. God just told me to move forward and I move forward. And, and he made the way and he made everything happen. And there's no way I can stand and hold the certificate and smile for the picture like what I did. I can only say, look what the Lord has done. It was God that did it. God, God did it all. 
There's a such thing as false humility. And there's also a, a, a such thing as forgetting exactly what God said. This is not a lot of time. Between these two moments is not a really a whole lot of time. If you look at the time span, we're talking about literal weeks here. Between the promise and this moment, it's only been a few weeks. Only a few weeks have passed from the time God said, I'm going to drive out the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Amorite. I'm going to drive the Canaanites out. Only a few weeks, and they've totally forgotten it. They've totally forgotten what God said. But watch verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able. Caleb said, we be able. They said, we be not able. They was both wrong. We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Ain't that crazy? Is their first words out of their mouth was this, surely it floweth with milk and honey. They began with a positive and ended with a negative. They, they came out the gate saying, man, everything God said about this place was right, except it's too difficult. It's too hard. We, 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 we saw some stuff over there. We saw some high walls. We saw some gated cities. We saw some massive armies. And I just don't think that we are able and God said it was an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. The land's too much. The land and the people are too much. But the promise literally told him that I will give you the land little bit by little bit so it doesn't eat you up. The promise literally said, I will drive these men out before I'll fight the men. I'll, I'll do the work. You just walk in. I'll, I'll do everything. I'll, I'll give you the land in the increments that you can handle. I'll cut this thing up like bite size. Like you cutting your child's pancake up at IHOP in the morning. You chop it up to the, because you know your two-year-old kid can't eat a whole pancake. And, and you know they're going to try and get choked. And so you cut it up in bite sizes so they can handle it. God said, I'll, listen, I'll go before you and I know exactly what you can handle. I know what you are, I know you better than you know you. And so I'll cut it up in small pieces for you so it's attainable, so it's measurable, so, so, so that you don't get overwhelmed. Oh, hallelujah. Who am I talking to tonight who needs to hear this word that God may have a great big thing for you and it's overwhelming, but God said, listen, if you'll just move forward, I'll give it to you in increments that you can handle. You keep trying to see the whole thing. But you can't look at the whole thing and try to measure how you are going to be able to do it. You got to know that if I gave you a promise, I knew that you could handle it. And I'll give it to you in the system in which you can handle it. 
This thing is way too big for you. This thing is way too big for me. The calling of God on my life and the calling of God on your life is way too much for me to handle and way too much for you to handle. But I'm not going to sit back and say, well, I'm not going to handle the call. I'm not going to do what God said do because I don't want to get in too much trouble. I, you know what? It's, it's just safer out here. But God said, no, it's not safer out here. My promise is in there. Their evil report that they brought up. I want to read for you one more scripture in verse 33. And here's what they said. And there, in this land, and there, we saw the giants, the sons of Anak. We saw them. Man, these guys were massive. We, we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. We saw ourselves as small. And because we saw ourselves as small, they saw us as small. How I saw myself is how the enemy saw me. I, I, when I saw the giant, I thought of myself as small, weak, feeble and incapable and when I saw myself that way that's how they saw me too they could smell the fear on us listen the enemy ain't worried about some of y'all and the, the enemy ain't worried about a lot of people in the kingdom of God because you don't see yourself like God sees you they could not see in their own sight who they were, and what they were because they thought it was just them. They thought it's just us. But they forgot what God said just a few weeks before. It's never been just you. I am going with you. I'm going to go in there with you. You got this. You got this. I'll tell you why you got this. You got this because you got me. And if you stay out here, if you stay out here, here's what I'll do. I'll sustain you. I'll keep you. I'll make sure your shoes never wear out. <laughs> I'll make sure your clothes never get holes in them. I'll make sure you got something to eat every morning and every night. And I will let you survive in your negligent. I'll, I'll let you survive in your negligent thought process about my promise. I won't, I won't abandon you. I'll, I'll just let you survive. I'll just let you get by. And, and, and what I'll do is I'll keep you in the desert until everything about you that is non-believing dies. I will let you survive. Just, just you, won't, you won't be happy, uh, but you won't be sad either. You'll just kind of be like getting by. You, listen, you'll never be full. Your belly will never be full, but, but you'll survive. 
Every time you go to eat, it'll taste the exact same. There'll be no variety. You will eat the same thing for 40 years. You will wear the same thing for 40 years. You're not going nowhere. You're just going to walk in circles. You're going to walk in circles. You're just going to keep walking. I'm going to lead you every day. I'm going to lead you every night. I'm going to make sure you got everything you need. I'm going to maintain. And, and, and I'm just going to let you survive until you can, until everything in you that doesn't believe the promise dies. And every man that was over the age of 20, save Caleb and Joshua, had to die. And when every man over the age of 20, save Caleb and Joshua, died, God said, okay. I can raise a, I have a generation now that'll follow my word. And listen, they weren't even, they weren't even circumcised. Joshua had to circumcise them before he could even take them into the new land. Joshua had to prepare them. For, you know what 40 years did for them? You know what 40 years did for them? Hardly nothing. Joshua had to say, listen, throw away the strange gods that are among you. I mean, they were, they were worshiping, they were still worshiping idols that they had gotten from Egypt 40 years later. And Joshua said, look, before we could cross Jordan, you still got to clean yourself. Forty years, imagine how much further along we would be if we would have just received the promise in the beginning. We thought we had to achieve the promise, but God told us to receive the promise. And most of us in this room, we still have an achiever mindset, and we think that God has something for us to achieve when really God just has something for us to receive. That's why we still keeping notes and grades on our own self. And we still, we still walking in the justification of our flesh and we want to be good because we think being good makes us good. You, even your goodness is filthy rags to God. And God doesn't have anything for you to achieve. He has something for you to receive. And if you would receive it, then you can achieve it. If you just walk into it, God said, I'll go before you. Well, God, it looks too hard. It looks too difficult. Taking up this cross seems so difficult. It is difficult. But if you'll just get under the weight of it, I'll give you the strength that you didn't even know you had. And I'll give it to you little by little by little by little. I'll develop you. God's not going to abracadabra could do you and just make you something great overnight. No, it takes time. It takes seasons and it takes years. But if you keep moving forward, you'll realize one day, you know what? I'm walking into everything that God asked me to walk into. And at least I'm moving forward and I'm not like some people and still walking around in circles, living the same old life, having the same old problems, coming back to the altar, praying over the same old things 20 years later, living in the same mess, living with the same people. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. I told you I wasn't going to preach. I'm trying not to. Don't forget, the, the, there's a tragedy in forgetting what God spoke to you. Everybody in this room has a promise on your life 
big, small, doesn't matter. But if you keep peeking at the promise and thinking about how difficult it will be to achieve it and not just moving forward, God will not throw you away. He, he doesn't throw anybody away. God's not the kind of God that throws us away. He ain't petty like us. But what he will do is he'll let you stay right where you want to be. He will not get behind you and push you. He's not that kind of God. He said, I'll just stand at the door and knock. And I'll be right here on the front porch for as long as it takes. I'm just going to stand right here and knock. I'll hang out. I'll, I'll swing on the swing. I'll just sit here on the front porch. And, you know, every Sunday when the pastor's preaching, I'll I wake you up 4.30 in the morning. You just, you just pop a Pepsi AC and go right back to sleep. I'll touch your heart. You'll hear a song and you'll feel the poop. I'm just going to knock. I ain't never kicking this door down. I'm not ever coming into your home without a, some kind of invitation. I'm not going to do that. The great thing and the difficult thing about God is this. He'll let you do what you want to do. It is one of his greatest attributes and one of his most frustrating attributes as well is he'll just let you. He'll just let you. Y'all don't want to go in? I'm not going to make you go in. I'm going to take care of you, make sure you're fine, make sure you're surviving. You can eat that manna for 40 years if you want to. But literally, just a couple miles that way is milk and honey. Fruit hanging from the vine. I planted it for you 400 years ago. It's just waiting. But I'll let you stand right here in this desert. And you can be, you can live below your means, but still be like, thank God we ain't got to fight them giants. I know, this is, I know this isn't everything we wanted it to be, but I'll, you know, I'll settle, I'll settle in the desert. As long as I don't got to, you know, climb no mountains. As long as I ain't got to do no heavy lifting. As, as long as I don't have to sacrifice some things. As long as I don't, Jesus, this is what Jesus said. It, does any man want to follow me? Any man want to come on into this promised land? Here's what you got to do. Deny yourself. Take up that cross. And come on, I got, I got treasures. I got joy. I got peace. Listen, is it going to be rough? Yeah, it's going to be rough. There's going to be Jerichos. There's going to be Canaanites, Hittites. There's going to be fights. Absolutely. But, but I'm going to go before you. I'm, I'm going to do the heavy lifting. I just want you to come on with me. But, 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 but when you look at that denying yourself and you look at that taking up the cross and you look at that, you look at those big cities and those walls and those giants, you say, well, man, I ain't that bad. I just hang out right here. And you know what? It is survivable and sustainable, but it is not the promise. It is not the promise. Amen. 
We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.